Hi, um, it's been a couple of weeks since I had you on, but how you doing? You doing good? I've been doing good. All right, now, like, you don't know, but the topic for this month has been surviving trauma. You know, in regards to, like, because we know, like, trauma can come from many different places. It could come from relationships, family, work. Let me get into that. Now, we have breaking news today that um, actor Michael K. Williams passed away. So I want to take a quick second and play a news segment. Then we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to get into the surviving trauma. More now on the breaking news we've been following tonight. The death of actor Michael K. Williams. He was found dead inside his apartment in Brooklyn. And Eyewitness News reporter Lucy Yang is live outside his apartment in Williamsburg now with more. Lucy. Well, David, family, friends, co-stars and fans are reeling from the death of Michael Kenneth Williams today. We're in Williamsburg in front of the luxury condo where officials confirm the 54-year-old actor was found inside his penthouse apartment by a nephew around 2 o'clock this afternoon. Officials report there was drug paraphernalia around his body. The ME is on site right now and will determine if this was a drug overdose. His body has not yet been removed from his apartment. The Brooklyn-born actor grew up in NYCHA housing in East Flatbush. He went on to win critical acclaim for his many roles, including for his portrayal of Omar Little in the HBO hit series, the wire a gritty show set in the drug dealing underworld of new york city it may have been a little too close to reality if drugs did play a role in the actor's death hbo just a few minutes ago released a statement mourning the loss of their hbo family member of more than 20 years michael k williams was 54 years old Now, I want to take a second, you know, and give a round of applause. Not the fact that he died, but just the fact that, you know, he passed away at 54 years old. But I feel like he accomplished so much in his life, even though 54 is young. So I want to clap it up for the life he lived and how much he accomplished in such a short time span. Impact and all. Now, um, speaking of trauma, do you think now, again, like they said, drugs, drugs might have played the part. Mm -hmm. But right now, you know, it's still too early to say for sure. But if drugs did play a part, do you think that a lot of people use drugs in relation to trauma that they have gone through? Or what do you think about that? Absolutely. Um, Normally, drugs is used to suppress whatever type of feelings or emotions you got going on that you don't want to feel at that current moment. A lot of people, when they started on it, I mean, some people, yeah, they test it and out and everything and it becomes an addiction. But also... It's one of those things that a lot of people, it takes them to a place where they don't no longer feel that type of pain or whatever it is that they feel in. They don't have to sit in that reality setting. So, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, drugs and people using it, that's mainly the reason. The same was like when people, you know, drink alcohol. Yes, to have fun, but also, I mean, I mean, nobody like waking up with a hangover or mm-hmm. the side effects of alcohol. But at that current moment, it just kind of, you know, calms some nerves in a sense. I mean, you're right, but it's like, like, even if you just like, okay, so like, like, let's look at even other people like Juice World. Mm-hmm. Like he passed away at 21 years old and you know, like drugs is very common, especially amongst the youth. Like, 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 mm-hmm. what do you think is like another alternative that the youth can do outside of just going to drugs and, you know, alcohol? Because I mean, teens drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Drug usage is pretty heavy. So like, what do you think is like another outlet for dealing with like you know, stress, trauma. 
Um, that's Outside hard of to, just the norm, like the alcohol, I mean, that's the hard drugs. To, yeah, I mean, that's hard to say. People go to whatever is convenient at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know people like to originally say, I mean, everybody be like, okay, you know, go see therapy, but everybody don't have therapy money. Everybody yeah. ain't got insurance. Everybody don't have... But then on that. the flip side, I mean, therapy, it doesn't work for everybody. Now, I'm, I'm not saying... Like it could. This, nothing it just wrong with it. I know. I actually. I. I probably would honestly disagree with that, considering that it could work for everybody. It's just it depends on who you are seeing. I mean, because every therapist is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So you can't see one therapist for a couple of weeks and then think your whole life and all your yeah. childhood traumas are supposed to be solved. That's not how it works. It's years and years and years and years of consistent therapy. That's needed And I think that Every individual needs You know Based on and it, I mean it could just be Some just regular life situations mm-hmm. And just how to deal with stress I think it's just convenient In that sense But a lot of people They go for a month And be like mm, I don't feel no difference And then they kind of stop okay. and they, Or they be like The therapist ain't working Or don't realize That it's the therapist That might not be mm-hmm. Effective for you uh, Okay so now to play devil's advocate Okay so So like In regards to what you just said So, so what about the people those who do go to therapy for for months, for years, mm-hmm. and then sadly, a lot of them still end up, you With know, suicide. committing suicide because it's. I mean, unfortunately, that's one of the things that you it's cannot like sometimes, control. It's, it's like no, sometimes the I, inner trauma is so much to where exactly you can seek it therapy, is, you can, can do this, you can do can that, be but it's too much sometimes to where like the yeah. only way to really like make that trauma to make that inner hurt stop is to sadly take your life. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the case. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not I'm not going to sit here and say and I hate, you know, like how you said, I mean, it doesn't work for everybody. I just yeah. I don't want to give that oh, no, therapy no, no, is no, 100% no, I'm not effective. saying that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's 100% effective. It also comes with you have to do the work too. Mm-hmm. And if your mind set and if you really are just not in, you know, want to do the work that I mean, but the aside from that, act- you also got to have a good support system as well. Exactly. A lot of things play therapy is just part of a mm-hmm. solution. You still need yeah. a good support system. You still still need a good surroundings of, of good energy and you still need to want to do it yourself. There'll be people that go to therapy for years and it's just like a dead weight because they just really go in there to talk and they don't take anything in of what the therapist is saying. Mm-hmm. But in regards to drug addiction, like I just feel like a lot of people, therapy is not the first go-to. It's like the first easy access thing that you can get is, okay, let me grab a, a bottle of wine because I've been mm-hmm. stressed out all day. Okay, and then you look up and you done finished the whole wine bottle. I mean, or let but me then, grab but then like we said before on like a past episode, the fact that, you know, therapy... Especially in like the black community, it's kind of frowned upon. It it's is laughed but, at, like, oh, you mm-hmm. going to therapy? You know, it's not seen as like a positive thing. Even though I feel like now it's getting better. Oh, yeah, it's over the past couple years, there. it's becoming more and more norm. Absolutely. The norm, but I think the next generation will be able to see that effect. We're still kind of in between that. We're in that generation where it's just kind of like uh, therapy, but then also ooh, I need it because I'm seeing mm-hmm. what you know. I'm seeing how childhood and all of that is yeah, impacting my adulthood, and so. It's one of them things to where, but yeah, our our age group and how our older generations have dealt with it for all of these years is that you become, yeah, it becomes an addiction. You feed off of something else to kind of just take your mind off of it, take your mind off of whatever you're going through. So that's how people end up, you know, they try drugs and they be like, I like the way that I felt. I like that I could not yeah. feel anything. And they become addicted. And it just becomes a nature, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with painkillers and, you know, just pill popping and everything. Same yeah. thing. I need this to help me sleep because I don't feel I got too much going on in my head or thinking about to where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let me make this a daily thing. Now you become addicted to it. So it's just something the same with um, 
I mean, with weed, the same, like, you know, calm your nerves, the same with any any substance. You know, it's easy to become addicted to it, especially when I feel like everybody got their own issues. Okay, now to segue from that, because like the main reason why, you know, I, I wanted to was um to talk about like relationships in regards to like abuse. And I feel like it'd be great hearing from like a woman's perspective. So now, okay, so in regards to like relationships, like if there's a man that's like an abuser, like, do you think abusers can change or do you think that abusers are who they are at that point? Like they kind of set in their ways or do you think that, you know, there can be redemption for someone who is like a physical abuser, you know, mental, whoever? There, I think there can be redemption. Definitely. I agree with that. I mean, if they really want to change themselves and they really actually put in, like I say, the extra mm-hmm. necessities to get that help and everything. I mean, it can be done. I mean, like a, a, a addict. There's addicts that don't want to be addict no more. They go to AA, they go to, you know, like, or they go to all of these different rehab programs and they redeem themselves. They don't be on it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hold up. But, but, okay. But if someone is an addict, like the person that they hurt is majority themselves. Now, of course, their family, their mm-hmm. kids and things too. But like, for example, okay. Like if, if someone is like in a relationship and like they're getting beat, but mm-hmm. the guy is trying to change and like, he may be getting better, but you know, he still may be abusing her as he gets better. So, oh, no, they don't need to be. Yeah. So I, I look at it like this. If, it's not an overnight thing where he just wakes absolutely. up and changes. And he don't need to be with anybody mm-hmm. at, at that particular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Why but he as, getting himself yeah, together. Yeah, you're right. But as we know, sometimes those people, like, they don't stay single. It's like, yeah. yes, he knows he needs to be by himself and work mm-hmm. on himself. But it don't mean that is what he is going to do. I agree. And then some people, they say, you know, it's like, it's one of them things to where it's like, a lot of abusers play those manipulative roles and or mm-hmm. in a sense to be like, I'm a change. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or they feel bad. And then a lot of the times they're, I mean, that's their whole end game. It's they're manipulative. They're a narcissist. That's, that's just who they are in a mm-hmm. sense. And they don't recognize it and they're not trying to change. In those instances, I feel like those individuals won't change in a sense because that is their objective of what it is they've all, you know, that what to have do. control. Yeah, want to have control that really do have. They got issues, a lot of deep issues going on within themselves to where it's like they see themselves of not doing anything wrong in their eyes. And so I just feel like in those type of circumstances, I wouldn't dare recommend a woman to stay in a situation where she is getting physically abused and the person Mm -hmm. is saying they're going to change. Yeah, let them change without you there. And even then, you know, with all that trauma, I mean, I wouldn't go back to them. You know what I mean? After you didn't beat, you know, I, I wouldn't. But... What I'm saying is, is that they got a lot of work to do within themselves. I don't think it's 100 percent impossible for them to change, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're good manipulators and liars. I mean, but last week I spoke, I, I spoke about you know how important it was for like women to have like an like um a plan to escape, like a, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in regards to that, I think it's difficult because it's like if you plan to escape the relationship, like as we know, a lot of the times, like a man might say things such as. If I can't have you, then no one will. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like as you're planning to make your escape, sometimes it can be dangerous because it your can, life can be on the line. It can, it can, but it has to be something that it sucks because, you know what I mean? Like you're in that predicament to where you honestly do not know. But it is also another another manipulative tact that they tend to do to mm-hmm. get you to stay. 
Mm-hmm. And as long as they feel like that they you're, as they, long as they feel like they have the upper hand or they feel like you fear them in a sense to where it's like they'll never leave. Oh, she's never going to leave. Oh, she's never going to do this mm-hmm. and the third. And they say those <clears throat> things, you know, you leave, I'm going to kill you. You tell yeah. everybody, I'm going to kill you, this and the third. And they bring that fear on them. It's kind of like. But the fear is real. That, it's, it's a real fear. fear. It's absolutely real. But it also brings me to um, like the whole like Tina Turner is, you know, situation mm-hmm. where a lot of times that fear was put on the heart to where she was scared to in, in regards to, you know, but she became, she, she ended up finding herself a yeah. lot of the times too, that plays a part to where she gained confidence with, you know, Buddhism and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, what I'm saying is that she found her inner confidence and her inner self-esteem to where it was just kind of <laughs> like, you know what? I can't take this no more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, she left with nothing, you yeah. know what I mean? And just kind of got far, far away from the individual to the point where, you take it to court and you know okay so now to follow up from there if you had a friend a sibling or anybody a female come to you and say you know i'm in a relationship that's abusive like what would you tell them like the next step if like if they come and say you know what you know i my boyfriend he's abusing me he's beating me like what should i do like what's the first thing you'll tell them like woman to woman you're saying a family member A a friend a co-worker Anybody, a female comes and says, you know what, my man, he's abusing me nonstop. I really want to leave, but I'm scared to leave. He told me if I leave, he'll kill me. Like, okay. like what's the first thing family, you'll t- tell them? So family and friend wise, I probably would not only tell, but do in a sense. It'll be a lot do of what? action. What would you do? I mean, because you got to be mindful as well. Like, like you don't want to do something to, to get yourself hurt or. The I know, who's I know, but beat. I'm just, I'm just thinking in regards to that will be an impulse, an impulse. Like, I mean, it's your family. If it's like your I sister mean, yeah, or something but, like that. Yeah, but when you say do, like, what exactly would you plan to do? Um, it would be something where I definitely would be kind of strategic about. Yeah, because you can't be reckless. Yeah, I think at that moment I'll be really hot about it. You know, like in mm-hmm. the sense to where I would not want her. I probably would always be over there, or I probably would have her come. To my place I mean yeah But if he's that abusive And if you go over there Most then abusive But sometimes Most of the time though when, yeah. I, when I think about it They put on a front In front of other people Yeah You know what I mean They don't never show that face In regards to In front of other people So I feel like If all the time If I made it to where Abusers aren't dumb Like, like, like They're it, not it, dumb like If you I'm, start showing up More and more to the house Like he's gonna know Okay so you told her Like abusers They pick up I on little that, things Like but that But I still would not Feel comfortable Sleeping at night Knowing that she's yeah. At the house and getting, you know. So you would have a slumber party over there I at the house where I she's getting like beat. I, no, because he wouldn't do. I would. It, pro, it won't just be me there. But what I'm saying is, is I would come up with a strategic something to uh, strategic that would allow for her to kind of spend. Maybe she can. Okay, she got to go out of town. Like spend a couple of days in a sense with me, or you know, like especially when it's a. He probably gonna have a tr- her phone track. What I'm saying is, is in the meantime, or while she is away, mm-hmm. we are coming up with an actual plan, like not an, only a plan with, to get her out. with legally and everything to where she can get out of yeah. it. It's a really sticky situation. It's, it's tough. But it's I tough. do know that I would go head to head with, like, in regards to go all in if it is definitely a family but I said member. As well, you got to be mindful for friend. your own safety as well. No, don't, don't I know. get yourself killed trying to protect somebody I else. I know that. But what I'm saying is, is, it's something that I definitely would do a lot of research on, on mm-hmm. how to legally put him, whether yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying, whether it's something, whether it's proof, whether it's something 
where they it something legally can be done. Unfortunately, we hear these stories where, where like not I much mean, is done legally. They think uh, yeah. they can get like like an order of protection, but like like that's just a piece of paper, right? And a lot of times that's it's not done until I don't know. You know how you see people where they move like they yeah. family move them yeah. across the whole country to the point and change their names and stuff and just get away from the whole. Individual? I mean that's why like I've said before like you know like at the first sign that someone is abusive, you know whether it be physically or mentally. Like I feel like you should leave, especially as a woman. Yes, but that's the what first I'm saying. Sign. The first sign. It's time but to go. It's time, time to they go. They don't see them signs. And yeah. but what I'm saying is, is a lot of times with abusers, they try to isolate them from their family and friends in the first that's place. That's sign number one, right? And that's so what I'm saying is, is that if any type of situation where if they get if a friend, family, or you like like I say a coworker or something, coworker, it's a little different because I don't I would tell I would do more so trying to figure out like, hey, let's come up with a plan while we at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a sense to try to get you out of this situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know, I'm not popping up her because I really don't know much. You don't really too much know yeah. much about the coworkers the home life and, and everything what they do like at that. Home, yeah. Versus your actual best friend or mm-hmm. your actual sister or your aunt or your mother or daughter or whatever in that sense to mm-hmm. where it's like I, I I will intervene in the sense to where yeah. it's like you okay you staying the night like I know I can't keep you the whole week because like you say it does send off a red flag but then I say even with that you, oh, okay so you know if she stays the night at your house then that's going to make him angry and now he knows where you live so it's just it's so many factors it that is, play a part but I can't lay I can't no, no, just you're sit right, here and but, be like yeah let my sister go back to the man no no beat no her. I didn't say ain't that. no way in the world no I didn't say that but I said it's kind of a like it's you said, a, it's but a, you're, it's ta- a, you're, you're it's a, I will a, be taking that risk, and I also will be I will be taking that risk, but I also would be looking and researching on what legally can we do to get the man locked up they or gonna say, they're going to say get a restraining order. And then I mean, that would be piece. the that would be the first step. Yeah, that would but. be the first step, and then the other step would be, all right, bro, we got to move, we got to change some idea, something got to be done. Yeah, and I know these folks be crazy. I mean, and you also have to make sure folks. that you know. Okay, so if you get to the point to where you do get your friend, your coworker, whoever, to leave him, you got to make sure she don't go back because yeah. yeah, you know they go uh, they go back a lot of the time. I mean, if they I miss go- him. He said he changed. He wrote me on. You know. Now, if a friend, so this is another thing. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's also different when that when you stay that situation. If a friend was like. Oh, but I love him and go yeah, back. Yeah, I love him. I would, he changed. He promised like, me. I, I would probably call around on it and be like, look at me. Like, don't call me on some, because I didn't, I didn't sit here and risk my whole life trying to help yeah. you out of this situation. Don't call me when he, you know what I'm saying, when he slap you again. Like, in that, like, she's still going to call you. You yeah, know how I go. I know, go. and I'm going to pick up the phone, but yeah. I'm going to still, she going to, I'm going to cuss her out in that sense, in that, you know, in that, in that situation and try to at least do anything I can to kind of help her boost her confidence and all of that you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's just it's a, that's a hard situation that's something that it will require a lot of research on mm-hmm. what you can legally do um i know the first thing i mean yeah is anybody reaction if it's a loved one your first reaction is impulse some yeah. folks got a gun the man yeah. would show up to you know a brother would show up to the house and be like oh so you putting your hands on my sister mm-hmm. like that's just the impulse and honestly sometimes they i I can't knock people for doing that. No, I can't. But like I said, like like I've seen situations like exactly like that in in the news where the guy showed up, pulled out the gun, you know, said leave my sister alone, and then they end up it's no, and then, and then he went to jail and she went back to the guy, and then it's just like, bro, yeah, I'm in jail. Yeah. I did all that for nothing, and yeah. you still with him, yeah. 
it just make you look dumb at the end of the day. It do. But it's hard. It's one of the situations yeah. to where, but after a while, you got to really. It's a lot of boosting, you know, yeah. self confidence, self esteem, and self worth on their end, and then also recognize, mm-hmm. letting them recognize how bad of a situation this is, yeah. and then doing your best to try to help them out that situation. Okay, so now before we take a break, man, I, I'm I want to play a news story, man. This story is um. It's from a survivor named Haley Lowe's, where she told a story about, you know, her former partner and how he was in jail right now for attempted murder on her. So I want to play this story and then I want to have a quick conversation on that. Then we're going to take a break. They did think I was going to die. You know, they, they, they said that to my parents. You know, the next 24 hours are vital if we're not sure how... Um, this is going to, you know, going to pan out. But I think it's important that that has happened and I am here and now I've got to move that into, a, I've got to change that into a positive and, and help other people to not go through the same. So I'm there hindsight. That's what I would say. I'm, you know, they, they can look at me and think, it would never happen to me though, that he would never do that to me. How many times did I say that? You know, he'll never hit me. He's never hit me before. I was in a relationship for just under seven years um, with um, somebody who drank an awful lot and um, did a lot of drugs. Hold on, I want to pause right there because I feel like that's sign number one. Like if you're with somebody and, you know, the person is like a heavy alcohol drinker, a heavy drug user, like to me that's sign number one to let you know, okay, because like as we know, somebody, they can be the best person in the world. But when they drunk, when they on drugs, sometimes... Mm-hmm. Like a, a different side comes out mm-hmm. That's not the norm mm-hmm. So again like that goes back to what I said The fact that you have to pay attention To the signs yes, Everybody says that That mm-hmm. don't mean that that's something that people are intentionally Looking at when they're with the individual No you're right but it, it, it should be Now again if you're younger You know you're 16, 17, 18 20, 21 I understand But when you're grown When you're 25 like when you're a grown adult uh, what? And I'm saying, yeah, I agree with the adult. You said 25, and I was like, uh, you know, cause uh, you, no, they still no, make childish no. mistakes. You're right, but, tw- but 25 is when, when you start getting that. You do, you do, yeah, you do. But what I'm saying is, it's still kind of, I, I maybe late 20s. I say late 20s because 25. I'm still thinking college age kids. I mean, you're right, but to me, like, like you know how it was when, like, when, like, you small, like, you see, 25 as like, a, oh, they grown. Yeah, but then when you you was 25 too, when you, I, like, in that sense, I don't yeah, think I was but, grown at 25. Yeah, but I've, I thought I, I was. Yeah, but, but I've kind of always had like a kind of like a mature mindset in regards so to that's, yeah, but that's everybody why don't I have said that. 25. I, yeah. I was like, uh, that's what I was saying in regards to that age. Okay, but let's dive back in. But like I said, that, to me, that's sign number one. It is heavy drugs, heavy alcohol. But let's get back into it. I always felt that um, it, it would never happen to me. I would never be the victim of violence. Um, and I didn't appreciate that the situation I was in was controlling. I felt that I was in control. Um, so now being removed from the situation after what happened um, and looking at it with fresh eyes, I can see that a lot there is a lot more to the relationship that I wasn't aware of. Um and I think it's important to make people aware um, that there's help out there that can kind of help guide you at the time in a nice way rather than insulting you and you getting defensive, because that's what I used to do a lot. At Christmas, I would go to my parents on Christmas Day and Matt would be there and they'd say, oh, what did you get? And I would reel off this list 
of things that I wanted that I never got. In seven years, I never got a Christmas card. I never got a birthday card. I never got a present. But to everybody else, they would think that he bought me a Michael Kors watch or um, the car or everything that I had, I bought and I made it. I want to pause that right there too because that goes... Like, what she said was that, you know, like, she was giving off the fantasy to her friends and family. Mm -hmm. Because, look, look, like, up until the point right there, like, the home life is not the best. And that's why I've said, even last year on the podcast, the fact that if you are in a situation that is toxic, nobody can help you if you're selling the fantasy. Yeah. Because, like she said, like, you know, at home, it was bad. He was doing this, he yeah, was doing that. But then I saw my friends, oh, yeah, he, you know, he bought me the Michael Kors watch. Like, so you sell in the fantasy. So now the people who can help you, they think everything at home is great. Mm-hmm. Because that is what you're giving off to. And that, that even goes back to social media. Yeah. In that, that I do, even but last I year. Do, but you know what's uh, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. even when they, when people do that, it's funny because when I, I, some, I don't know what it is, it's like a radar to me yeah. when yeah. I feel like I see a female that constantly posts her boyfriend or husband or whoever she's with and she's just glamorizing mm-hmm. him when I say every post is about well my man got me this my man did this oh we're on the my trip. man is a real king yeah, or, but when I see a lot of glamour and that's not to say don't shout your it's man out it's not knocking him it's not knocking him it's not to say don't shout your but man out because there's men the out there that really do that but it do send me a red flag when I go to their page and that's all I see is of him. Mm-hmm. And it's one of them things to where I be like, I wonder what's really going on behind, behind these closed, closed doors, doors yep. that you feel like you have to post him all over. She lying. You know what I mean? Like in the, in that sense, I just, I really feel like in, in, in that opportunity, it, it raises a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. That, that even goes back to, what was it? Was it last year? Or was it um, the year before where, when Meg had got shot by Tory Lanez, you know, mm-hmm. so allegedly, you know, we don't really know full the full details yeah, yet. Somebody but, shot him. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, even up until that point, every time she came online, she went on Instagram Live, oh, Tory's the best ever. He does this. He does that. So that is all the public sees. And then one day, out of nowhere, boom, yeah, Tory shot me. And that's mm-hmm. when everything came out. Meg said, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, like I go out and like I drink a lot and we argue. Mm-hmm. But that was the part she wasn't showing to social media. Right. And that goes back to what I'm saying about protect black women. Like you like we can't protect you from the perfection that you give off to the world. Yeah. So if there's a problem, at least let somebody know. I'm not saying go online and say, yo, you know, he smacked yeah. me yesterday, but Some let people somebody be, but you know. know. I, to cut just to play devil advocate. Mm-hmm. I feel like they want to tell people, but they're ashamed. Yes, but they're ashamed of the fact that you're going to look at, you know, saying they're going to their friends and family is going to look at them like, girl, you dumb it, you know, like dumb as rocks in a sense to or or judge them in a sense to why are you even in this situation? Mm -hmm. And they're still in in it and they're trying to figure out the same thing. Why am I still in this situation? But it's like I say, a lot of self-esteem, a lot of self-confidence to where they don't realize that. I mean, but I mean, but Meg has come out and said, you know, she got low self-esteem. Yeah. Now they realize it after the fact, but Mm -hmm. during they don't really recognize that in themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, why am I in this situation? 
situation in that sense or why do I still love him or why you know what I'm saying in that sense so even like the woman the victim and I mean the survivor right here when she stated that for seven years she had to give out the impression that her, yep. her family and friends was probably like bragging about their relationship yeah. and she didn't want to feel I like I want a man part. like you girl yeah, you know you know wanna, what they be saying yeah she didn't want to be the person to be like yeah he's he's beating me mm-hmm. or he you know what I mean I mean that to her really yeah, should have been but, that first yes. sign because for seven years that man ain't gave you nothing yeah but like I said when you lie you are only prolonging I mean you're not beat. helping yourself but she realizes that now yeah. you don't, it, it's never during you don't they don't recognize that during yeah but it took you know almost her dying but let's jump back in you did because I really believed in my head that if I believed that then no one would be able to trip me up so if you're telling a fib you've got to kind of believe it because if someone tries to catch you out you can't remember what you've said so I'd kind of find it easier to believe the stories that I told therefore I seemed really happy and I'd go to work and you know oh yeah Matt, you know we went to the cinema last night and mm-hmm. you know yes I may have gone to the cinema but he would have to have a beer to sit in that cinema with me and I would have had to have bought him something to bribe him to go with me you know it was never from the goodness of his heart but but I would sugarcoat that and say, oh, yes, but we went to the cinema. We had a really lovely time. We went for dinner. I paid, but we went for dinner. And it was so that's why I always seemed to everybody else on the outside that my relationship was perfect, too perfect, but perfect See, because perfect, I yeah. just spun myself these little stories that I chose to believe. When I was in that bubble, I never realised how controlling um, Matt was Um I used to be the person that begged him back. So it was never violent. He'd never he'd never hit me before. Yes, he drank and he would smash something if he didn't get his own way. He'd put a fist through a wall. And, and as uncomfortable as that made me feel, I'd think, oh, yes, but he's always hit an inanimate object. He's never hit me. Um, so oh, that's just no. aggression. Mm-hmm. and that- Let's pause it, son. Mm-hmm. That's more signs. Now I I'm I'm sorry if an individual punching the wall throwing things I'm not nope the next I, step I, is you no any man that throws a temper tantrum in front of me I, yeah. I promise you yeah. I, I that's I will look at you like oh it's time to go yeah she said he you throws throw things he punched the wall tantrum. yeah that's a full temper tantrum yeah and to me as a grown, grown man, man mm-hmm. I'm like absolutely not because I have no idea that would actually scare me to the point where I don't care you ain't even gotta touch me. Mm-hmm. In that sense, to where I just know me, I would just be like, "Oh, I know yeah, I'm not yeah. coming back." No, you're now. right, but like you said, like we're talking about someone who had low self esteem right, and low right, self worth right. at that I, point. I know, I know, and unfortunately, it's always a, as long as I got a man, he's here. Yeah. I got a man, I'm in a relationship. That's he's what here. she said. Yeah, and it's just they don't they don't be caring about what happens on the on the flip side. I got a man, he's yeah. here. I'm married. I got the ring mm-hmm. in that sense, but it's it be- about the facade. But, but hold on, let's dive back in because I'm I'm trying to find out exactly what happened to like fully make her leave. Like like what was the last? I mean, looking at them stitches, that should have been it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's his way of dealing with it. And I'd say I'd need you to leave. I don't feel comfortable. Um, I need you to go. And he'd, he'd quite, you know, happily say, "Okay, well, I'll pack a bag and I'll leave." And then he'd leave. Wouldn't answer a phone. Wouldn't text. Wouldn't. And, and then I'd feel I'd find myself ringing, uh, you know, please come back. I'm worried. You know, I'm, I'm worried that you're sleeping yeah, on a park a bench because that was his control. He made me feel mm-hmm. guilty. He made me feel sorry for him. And then he knew every time he'd come back, I wouldn't go, I would glaze over the situation that had just happened. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, you, you made me feel uncomfortable because you just put your fist through the wall. 
I would feel like I would be falling over myself to make him feel that that's it, make him feel better about the situation that happened. Your friends will help you and your family will help you. It's just that you've got to accept that what happens to you isn't, isn't anything to be ashamed of. Um, it's something that, um, it happens quite a lot. Um, and yeah, people will help you. You just need to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's about there's you. campaigns. Women. What you said? It's about that's what, as I was saying is it's like it's a lot of women out there that probably and the abuse is not just physical. It could be mental as well. Yeah. Mentally, they constantly putting you down or making you feel a certain type of way or making you feel like everything is your fault in that sense. But it's one of those things. I mean, even when she was saying like the whole manipulative tactic of him actually walking out and stuff, that man yeah. probably just sitting in his car. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else. No one she gonna call. No she come was back. gonna end up calling to come back, or you know, and some men I've heard situations to where they men break down and start crying right mm-hmm. afterwards and be like, you know, just oh, well, this happened to me, and I just, yeah. I just this, I, I feel like you know, I'm scared to open. You know, they pull those manipulative yeah. factors out to where it just like to make a, I guess, the woman feel yeah. sad, like oh man, make you say, oh, a, I can't yeah, leave like, him now. Yeah, he got a lot going on. He had yeah. a bad childhood. No, he need to get that together before y'all even mm-mm. and so it's just one of the things to where like I said it's a lot of self uh, self esteem it's about a lot of self understanding too because mm-hmm. a lot of girls that or women that goes through this it's especially like especially now they're young Um, I mean I can't not blame the young you know because you do fall for whatever you some women be thinking like okay they take what the man says at face value and really do be believing that you know, like okay, something that maybe you know, he just needs help. He, you know, I just need to be here to his support. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. What was the show we was watching? Um, I think it was um the Doricos. And remember the daughter where I, I think she liked somebody, and the grandma said, "Who you like?" Oh yeah. And the she granddaughter said, said "You know, anybody who likes me is who I'm like." Uh-huh. And see, it like, like that's young, the main, yeah. But yeah. It, it really starts young as a young girl. If you don't have, like, you know, I know they say, like, okay, if you ain't got a father figure to kind of tell you and kind of boost your esteem up, mm-hmm. and it's like that's the first man that you love, and it's like if they're not yeah. boosting your self esteem up, if they're not telling you, you know, like in that sense about yourself, about yourself, and, you know. or and even women, mothers can be doing the same to all of their kids, just mm-hmm. boosting and giving them that self confidence. But if they're not being told yeah. that, and then they're going to it school, comes differently from a man, though. Yeah, it do in and regards it, to like having a does, daughter. It does, and it's like, and if they're not telling them that, they will accept anybody that any just man likes that them. just that likes them. And that's them. how a lot of young girls end up. You know, when you when you think about women, girls on the street, that's prostitutes, that's all of that, all of that. It's them. It's like it starts when they're young. I mean, but I don't want to say that because like. Like sometimes a lot of them can have good fathers as well, and they yeah, just ended and up stumbling down that's the wrong saying, path. It's not all fatherless, yeah. you know. Like it's not. It's really not. It, it's some good dads it, out it, here whose daughters just absolutely fall through the cracks. Slip, exactly, mm-hmm. and they may not have felt love, or they may not have felt that from their yeah. father for whatever reason. And they sorted out in somebody else. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so, but then they fell in love with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's just being young, and it's just one of those things. Those when you're young, you're the most vulnerable. You really, that is your first intake. I mean, like you say, 17, 18, younger. And then young adulthood when you're in college and the little seniors mm-hmm. is all preying on you, on the on the freshmen. you thinking that, you know what I'm saying, that you do understand it and everything. And then you get in that situation. Oh, well, he just doing this. You know, he just. I mean, well, got people got to realize that sometimes, like, all attention ain't good attention. It's but, not. Yeah. It's not. And that's something that as older women should be, it should be a lot of mentorship in regards to these young girls because it's like, 
a lot of them that you know older women yeah you you figure it out when you're older yeah but when you're young when you 18 to 17 and stuff like that you be like damn i did the same you know the yeah. same dumb thing that you did in that so sense. you can't really judge like no, the young absolutely. youth because you yeah and it's one of them things to where where it sounds like with her that you know it's just a matter of she did she recognizes now out of the situation a little bit older a little mature in the sense to where it's like I mean, yeah, but my point in like having survivors might because like 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 I don't want every female to recognize it, you know, after a near death experience. Absolutely. It shouldn't. It yeah. shouldn't. And that's where a lot of like I say, it should just be one of the things to where it's like women be given that type of mentorship towards younger girls to kind of let them know about their self-esteem and their self-value and everything as young girls. So that way, when they go out into the world. The, they don't. They don't. It don't matter if the first man they come to you and be like, "Yeah, I love you. I'm gonna do yeah. this all this." And they, you know, they're kind of yeah. like, "Okay, I can smell your BS from over here." Mm-hmm. Like they're able to pick up on that in that sense. Th- yeah, that's the way it should be. But hold on, let's dive back in. We got about an extra minute because, like, I want to see her. You know, I want to hear the rest of this story. Aid, um, domestic violence um, websites um, that you can look at. But I always found that um, staying safe in a relationship wasn't something that people would know was available so if you're in a relationship and you feel for example on the particular day that my attack happened um I felt I had like a a a sick feeling you know I had this kind of gut instinct as such um that something wasn't right um he, he wasn't right that day he was um either too attentive or um just completely different and it made me feel uncomfortable um, if I'd have known that there were numbers I could have called rather than trying to deal with it on my own and going home and sort of thinking I'm safe at home, I would have been able to have got some advice, um, which would have been really helpful because maybe the situation wouldn't have happened. Essex police were, were really good um, for my family as well. I think that's important to remember. Right, we can end it right there, but um, yeah, I think for her sake, it's one of those things to where um, it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that every like I say, it is not just physical, it's mental and and emotional in a sense where they play with the emotions and stuff like that, to where or they see your weakness a lot of times, they are men like and not just men in general, women do it too, yeah. but it's one of the things to where it's like, um. Individuals can see your weaknesses and then mm-hmm. they pick and on, they that prey on it and they prey on that particular weakness or they see that you're vulnerable or they see you coming out of this situation and they kind of latch on to it and they know what to do with it mm-hmm. and they string you along and then you look up and you be like, how in the world, like how she, you know, yeah. like how she was looking at it, like how in the world did I end up in this yeah. particular situation? How did this happen to me? So I just feel like for any, you know, like with women, you know, out there and that stuff. Definitely pay attention to the signs. Definitely, you know, there's numbers. There's so many groups and stuff that is yeah. really helpful. I gave, I gave out some last week. There's so Definitely. many hotlines, yeah. you know, numbers you can call to, you know, to talk to Absolutely. a therapist or just... Not even just the therapist, those those hotlines that's like, yeah. all right, this is step by step because that's all they do is that's mm-hmm. all they study. That's all they research. So they really do know verbatim what to do. I know calling your mama, you know, don't call me. I might yeah. be because it's an impulse move for me. I, I mean, I know for, for a fact I'll have to think it through but it's just mm-hmm. like if it's a love one in a sense i'd be like hold on who i need to call to go and you know like yeah. in that sense but it's it's one of the things that i mean plenty yeah, of but, resources but, out but there. going back to what you said earlier it's like it's like yeah if like somebody is getting beat like, like you don't want to have somebody else go over there 
and handle the situation. And, I, that, and now I you're know, taking somebody know, else I and know. putting them in jail. Right. And then the cycle's going to continue. I know. But what I'm saying is, is that's a natural thought. No, you're right. You're that's right. That's a natural thought. If but, somebody but is... But doing things like that, sometimes the cycle continues. You, I agree. Yeah, I'm like, saying, don't put another human. black man in jail. No, but no, no, I understand no. it's, a human, it's a reason. It's a human factor to where you will be that pissed off about it. You're to right. Where you're like, I want to do something now today. Yeah. You know, because I can't look at this other individual. All this time, I'm thinking like they treat you right and then this other individual is really in yeah. a sense is really putting you in harm's way and so it's one of the things now yeah it's your older but a lot of people don't think that way they, it's You're just right. impulse but like I said things like that piss me off when the guy goes over there you know he kind of handles the situation goes to jail for doing what he did and then she goes back like that's yeah. what pisses me off because like you're making it a waste and that's why during that time frame it has to be, that's why when you tell people, it has to be some type of building up their type of confidence in mm-hmm. their esteem so that they feel like, you know, or finding something positive within them so that they can see within themselves mm-hmm. so that they feel like, okay, I'm strong enough to not be able to have yeah. to go back. I don't have to go back to this situation. There's better out there for me. So You're right. That- and that's why I said, like, 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 you know, even speaking to you, it's like if you have other women that come to you, with a situation like that, don't mm-hmm. judge them. No, like don't absolutely. critique them. Don't uh-uh. laugh at them. Don't make fun of them because it's like yes, like you know, as you just said, sometimes you'd be embarrassed to speak out. I know so that if, and if I somebody d- gets yeah. the courage to come to you, like like don't make them feel bad and regret coming to you and speaking to you about it. No, I, I agree, and I, I, that's what I'm saying. I've been in a situation where like I've mm-hmm. had a friend that did say something, and I and I paused at when they stated it. I kind of yeah. looked at them like. Okay, yeah. you know they ain't, they ain't cool. It's not right? cool. It's, a, I, it's, it's real life that, at that I bring point. the awareness to them, mm-hmm. stating it, and I let them know, like, in regards to how can I help you with, like, because you got to meet me halfway. Yeah. I can't force you. can't you. do the whole thing. I can't pull you out of the a burning building in the sense if you don't want to go and you trying to pull halfway, back. Halfway? Nah, I would say, you know, she got to meet you at about 80%. Yes, but but, yeah. that, but I'm I'm using that scenario to where it's like you run into a burning building to say somebody they like no leave me there and they and like they holding go back on trying to, yeah, yeah and it's just like I can't I ain't trying to burn up there with you you know yeah. like I'm trying to save you but if you don't want to be helped it's one of the things to where if it's you like, want to go back in all I can I, do I did is my best I'm a, and I'm gonna keep giving you resources I'm gonna keep trying to build your esteem up in a sense so that you can mm-hmm. recognize that this is just completely wrong yeah and so that's the only thing about it there should definitely be no judgment about it there should definitely be no shame because a lot of people go through it more than you realize it might be your friend family member or you know mm-hmm. co-worker well you know I you know I, I want to clap it up man because you know, like, like I appreciate you for coming on, you know, and giving your, your insight from like, like I said, cause like I can come on here, I can say things, mm-hmm. but like when a man says it, you know, it's, it's not the same as like hearing it from like a female's mouth, you know, a woman's opinion on certain topics, especially, you know, domestic violence, because yes, it yeah. happens to men as well, but oh, we know absolutely. it happens, you know, majority towards women. Yeah. And it's, and I tell you primarily shame. That's why they don't open their mouth about mm-hmm. it. And it's not. And I just hate that we had created that whole little shame thing. Of, yeah. You know, oh, you stupid. No, they just, you know, it's a lot going on with their lives or mm-hmm. that they have grown that went through that put them in that situation where, unfortunately, the confidence and esteem is in there and they don't recognize it. But once they build it up and realize the true value of themselves, mm-hmm. they able to come out of it. And also, like we said earlier, like, please do not go on like on social media. Please don't go online. Please don't lie and act like your relationship. Ooh, you are Lie. Like, please don't lie and act like your relationship is perfect because if you do that, can't nobody help you? Because, like yeah. I say, 
like can't nobody protect you from perfection it'll be it's impossible late. actually it'll be at that point it'll be too late because nobody would even believe yeah. it in a sense almost because even going back to meg imagine you know tori has shot and killed meg mm-hmm. then at that point all we would have known was that it was perfect yeah up until like, the point she died i mean will you be seeing them snaps you be seeing no, the documentaries we do so you know like thank you for coming on thank you for giving your insight so we're gonna take a quick break and i'm gonna come back and we're gonna close it out but thank you again for coming no on. No problem, no problem. Welcome back, man. Now, I wanted to end this episode off by giving you guys some more information because... Like I said, we can have all the conversations that we want to have, but if I'm not giving you guys the accurate, you know, phone numbers and information that you guys can use to save yourself or at least have that escape plan and start taking the proper steps needed to get away, then I feel like I am not doing my job. So, again, you guys can go to the hotline.org. You guys can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That is 1-800-799-SAFE. Now, again, you guys can call, but if you guys don't feel comfortable calling because, you know, sometimes, you know, the partner who may be abusing you may be by your side 24-7 to kind of keep tabs on you. So if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can also go to the hotline.org and you can chat live with somebody. So... You don't got to talk to them on the phone and, you know, and possibly put yourself or your kids at risk by talking to somebody and explaining to them that you are being abused and then your abuser is right there hearing you. So you go to the hotline.org, you click contact and you can chat with somebody live. Now, if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can text the word start to 88788 and you'll get a response back to where... You can also speak to somebody, a live counselor or just somebody who can give you the knowledge and also help you with taking those necessary steps to get away. Like I said, like I appreciate the fact that um, some of you guys DM me after I release these episodes. But again, I am not a counselor. I am not a therapist. I can't save you. Like my reason for having these episodes is to hopefully give you guys you know, the strength, the courage and the knowledge to realize that you are worth so much more than your abuser. Like you are valuable. You mean something. And I know right now, if you are in a situation where you are being abused, like I know it may seem to you as if that's the norm or you may see yourself as less than and not worthy of having a partner who treats you well. That's not true. So again, if you guys would like to take those proper steps or if you know somebody out there who was in a situation like this, tell them to call 1-800-799-SAFE or they can go to the hotline.org. They can, they can click chat and they can chat live with somebody or they can text the word start to 88788. And also man, like I, like I really appreciate and I love when you guys check out these episodes, when you guys tune in, you guys share But most importantly, share the episodes, repost the episodes, please. Like that is the only way to keep these episodes coming, you know, because like 
These episodes come out weekly But you guys tuning in Sharing and reposting these episodes Let your friends know You know because I started this podcast two years ago Now over the span of two years The podcast has grown a lot But a lot of that growth has has been due to myself Because a lot of you guys listen to the episodes But you don't share the episodes So like somebody hit me up the other week They was like yo It was a week went by There was no episode Like I do that sometimes Because I use that whole week to market Network and promote by myself To make up for a lot of what you guys don't do So if there are weeks where you may see that there's no episode, it means like it don't mean I'm sitting on my ass. It means that I am promoting, I am networking behind the scenes and on social media, and I am doing what I have to do to keep to keep the podcast growth coming. But if you guys repost and reshare after you tune in, it's free and it saves me a lot of work because like I said, I'm an independent podcaster. I don't have a major you know, podcast network behind me. I do everything by myself. I do everything like off my own strength. I do it. So like a lot of you guys out there who listen to the podcast and you repost, you tag me, you share the episodes. I want to give you guys a hand clap, man. Because it is people like you. Like, I don't think you guys realize I am almost to episode one. Let's Almost to 100 man That is insane And all of that is due to To the fact that You guys who tune in Those who share the podcast Those who let their friends know I remember a couple months back I had a stranger find the podcast And she was like "You know, I love the podcast man I told my daughter about the podcast She told her friends And now we all listen Like that is how An independent platform Grows when those who appreciate the platform and respect it, when you let your friends know, it's free to do so. Like last week was Beyonce's birthday. Beyonce ain't do nothing for probably none of y'all outside of listening to her music. But everybody said, happy birthday, B, tagging Beyonce. She never going to open up those messages. I'm sorry to break it to you. Beyonce is never going to open up your DM. But someone like myself who... Like, I really care about the black community, man. Like, I go above and beyond. Now, I, I know sometimes you guys may take things that I'm saying as harsh or, oh, you don't really care. That's mean because, like, I know that sometimes I say things in a way that is not, quote, unquote, PG. But sometimes tough love is what's needed. But, like, I care about black men, black women. So when you guys go above and beyond to help the platform to support the platform, it means a lot, man. But um, make sure you guys stay tuned, man. Part four next week of surviving trauma, man. And stay tuned in. And if you have friends out there who are going through domestic abuse situations, let them know to tune in. They can send a DM. They can send a voice message. But most importantly, man, tell them to go to the hotline.org and call 1-800-799-SAFE and take the proper steps now. To get away from that toxic situation, man. But thank you guys for tuning in. It's your man, John A. Schultz, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. You guys stay safe, stay tuned, and most importantly, share the podcast, man. We out.